0: You just tuned into the hippest way to start and grow your indie author career. Learn the ins, the outs, and all the all-arounds of self-publishing with the team from D2D and their industry-influencing guests. You're listening to Self-Publishing Insiders with Draft2Digital. Well, hello. Thank you for dropping in. Uh, This is Self-Publishing Insiders from Draft2Digital. We're happy to be here. This is the first live stream of 2022. Um, So if you're listening to this, you're probably listening to this a few weeks after we do this broadcast, but I hope you had a great new year, uh, safe and happy and healthy all around. So now, really excited about this one today because we are talking to, uh, I'm going to go down I got a slight list of of, uh, titles to read off here, but she's the CEO of Author Accelerator, which is a book coaching uh, company. She's a book coach and an author. Uh, She's going to be talking to us about her new book. Uh, which is the blueprint for a book? Is that did I get the title right, Jenny? Yes, yes. Okay, because uh, I can. I have a tendency to uh, flip those things around. So, blueprint for a book with Jenny Nash. So, you are Jenny Nash. You know you better than I know you. Why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and Author Accelerator?
1: Well, thank you, and happy new year. Happy um, new year. Other Accelerator is a company that trains and certifies book coaches and book coaches are people that work with writers while they're writing. So editors come in when work is finished and book coaches are working with you while you write. So giving the accountability and the editorial feedback and the emotional support while you write. So that's what I do. And that's what I train others to do. We have 94 certified coaches and counting, and I'm on a mission to change the way that writers get support while they write. So that's what I'm all about. And that's what the new book is all about.
0: That's, that's excellent. What, so what, what functionally is the difference between like a book coach and say a developmental editor?
1: So a developmental editor, a book coach is a developmental editor, okay. but uh, a developmental editor is going to come in. Usually when you have a finished manuscript and they're going to read the whole thing and they're going to give you an editorial letter about what's working, what's not working, what you need to do, what, how you're going to get from good to great. And, yeah. and then they're going to hand it back to you and say, good luck with that. <laughs> right? And, and a book coach is going to do the same thing or, they're going to take that developmental letter from somebody else. And they're going to say, okay, let me work with you on this. What should we tackle first? What does your life look like? Do you want to turn pages in for me to look at every week, maybe every other week? What's your deadline? What are your goals? What do you need from me? And so you're going to, the book coach is going to really be in it with you as you go, giving you back and forth. Um, Yeah. Uh, so it's helping with the execution, not just the evaluation.
0: Okay, uh, I I like that as a as a succinct answer. That's good. <laughs> um, so, you, and your program is about teaching people how to be book coaches. Um, yes,
1: and and the so what's interesting about that is that everybody thinks creativity and writing is this very um, amorphous thing that's unique to each person and you have to find your own way. And it's actually not true. There are steps to the creative process and to writing a book that everybody goes through. They might go through them in different ways or at different times or with different emotions, but we're all doing the same thing. And so what we've done at author accelerator is we've, we've looked at those patterns that, you know, the, the patterns of creativity, of creativity and the processes that people go through. And it's like, okay, we can actually teach people how to do this better. We can teach them how to move through these processes. We can make frameworks to help them. So the, the blueprint is actually a perfect example of that. It's a 14 step process that breaks down the fundamental elements of a novel. So you have to answer all these questions at some point, (laughs) Now, some people might answer them while they write. Some people might never answer them. Some people might not answer them and that's their problem and they get stuck. So what we're trying to do is say, okay, look, here's a process and a framework. Let's just do this. Let's get this done. Let's get all of these elements on the page and in your head and nailed down. And then you're going to be free to do that creative work and to move through getting it done. So it's a it's a way of looking at the creative process that uh, I like to say it tames it a little bit, um, mm-hmm. you know. And from where I sit, I see I see hundreds of, of manuscripts and projects because we've got all these coaches who have all these writers. So we, you know, I I have my eyes on just a lot of different projects and. Nothing is a surprise. (laughs) You know, anything that anybody's going through as a writer is not actually that unique to them.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's actually kind of sad because when you get into this, you start, you really come in thinking that all your problems are unique. Uh, Woe is me sometimes, you know, but (laughs) it's kind of, it kind of brings it home to realize that other people are experiencing the same problems you are.
1: Um, yeah. Well, and and a, a corollary to that is when, well, we can look at um, when you look at a manuscript, there are not that many problems that that yeah. can be identified. There's a kind of short list of problems, and it's pretty easy to if you're if you're schooled in what those problems are, it's pretty easy to very quickly look at a manuscript and say. Oh it has this problem, this problem and this problem it's not right. it's not like there's a thousand unique problems to to you know a novel that isn't working it there's a right. there's a small subset of them and so that that can be comforting too because your your challenges or your problems as a writer are not if they're not totally unique then there's a solution to them yeah. I mean. Yeah.
0: That's right. Yeah. It's so someone's already dealt with that. And so you don't have to waste a bunch of time trying to figure out how to solve it. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Now you, um, last time you and I talked on any sort of a uh, podcast, you had a book uh, that you had released called read books all day and get paid for it, which is uh, the foundation of your whole book coaching business. I'm, I'm assuming. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, so that that book is a nuts and bolts book for book coaches about how to run a sustainable business. So, okay. what we're doing at Author Accelerator is well, what I was talking about for writers is that there's processes and there's systems and there's and there's um, replicable actions that you can take. The same is true for somebody who wants to start a business as a book coach, and yeah. book coaching is a fantastic side gig for writers because it can be more stable you can have more you know writing income can be really up and down depending on when you're releasing a book or you know what exactly is going on and it's a fabulous way to have a more uh, stabilized income and your, your finger can be a little bit more on the lever of of how much you want to make and how much you want to work yeah. and so we have a lot of writers we have a lot of Academics, um, including ex-academics, <laughs> we have um, a lo- a lot of people coming from corporate work where they're over the corporate thing and they want to do their own thing, and so we we train people in the skills of of book coaching, and then we train them in how to run their their businesses. And you know, it's it's really interesting because writers and people who love words and stories and ideas for the most part don't come from backgrounds of, of business or economics, or, you know, I think we often see ourselves as outside of those things. There's a lot of English majors or some philosophy and history majors. And, and so there's um, a huge part of what I do is talk to, to folks about, you know, there's these myths that writers don't make money or that there's no, you know, the starving artist thing. And if, if you bring a more business focused mindset to your work, either as a writer or a book coach, it doesn't have to be that way. You can, you can do extremely well. And it's, it's really empowering to know that there is a way to, to make money, (laughs)
0: Yeah, that is, it's always empowering to learn that there's a way to make money, and that, that's not common in the uh, publishing industry these days. So, um, so the, okay, so that book sets uh, your that original book read books all day and get paid for it. That set up people to do this as a business. So let's jump into your new book, um, Blueprint for a Book, and the subtitle was Build Your Novel from the Inside Out. This sounds like something. Uh, every author should probably get their hands on, right?
1: Well, I think so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you might so, be a tad bit biased. But
1: yeah. So here's the thing: all the writers have all the books. I'm the same way, right? We buy all the books because we love that. we 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 like to learn. We want there's so there's so many things to learn around writing. That's that's what's amazing. Is yeah. is you know all the books are are useful because there's always something else to to learn it's a very complex undertaking to write a novel there's a lot of skills you have to master and so from from my perspective why why would i think we need a, another book on writing but i in the in the work i've done in training coaches and teaching these systems i i hit upon this this idea this blueprint these fundamental questions to ask about a novel And the, the way that we get at it is, is quite different from a lot of craft based or, or grid based processes. Uh, I mean, a perfect example is the first question that I ask in the blueprint is, why are you writing this book? So it's about the writer, right? Why do you, why do you care? Why are you going to spend however many months or years writing this book? What do you want from it? And, And what do you want externally, which is probably, I want to make money, I want to be known, I want to um, make an impact, I want, you know, my book in readers hands, those, those external things. And then there's also really deep internal things, which are, you know, everybody always told me I would never be able to do it, or I suspect in my own secret brain that I can't really do it. (laughs) Or I see other people doing it and they're not as smart as me. And I think I can, I think I should be able to figure this out. You know, so there's those inside things as well. And it's the first question in the blueprint, because I find that when people get stuck, you know, they've written three chapters 50 times <laughs> over or they've right. written draft right. after draft and put it in their door. They haven't hit the button to, to publish yet. They haven't taken that step to do it yet. Usually the reason in some way is touching on that. Why they, they've yeah. kind of gotten stuck. Their motivation is not clear to them. And, and they, that's, it's usually tied up in that. And, yeah. um, so starting with why, which is a hat tip to the Simon Sinek um, famous book, yeah. start with why um, yeah. that's what we do for writers too. And um, so that, I don't know. I don't know a lot of other writing books that, that look at things from that kind of perspective from the, the writer side and the, the craft side.
0: Right. Yeah. That, no, that's true. Um, it's usually one or the other. Uh, and that's it. Seems like you're taking a more holistic approach to the whole thing. So, what? Yeah. What's your recommendation for discovering why you want to write the book? Though, I mean, it, aside from I want to make the money, or I want to be famous, or or some of the other reasons that might pop up. Like, how do you discover a reason that's going to actually motivate you to complete the book?
1: So you keep asking yourself. You know, it's like a two year old. You keep asking yourself why over and over and over again. It's like, yeah, well, i um I think I can do it, and I want to get it out there and make some money. And then you say, well, why and and try to answer that question yeah. and it, and it, you know, you just keep going why, 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 why and and what we're trying to get down to there's something specific about this particular story that somebody is writing. you know, um, I'll I'll just uh I'll just pull one out of out of the hat as an example. Let's say that um somebody's writing uh speculative fiction and they you know so you say why why do you want to do this? Why are you why why do you care? And they'll say, because I've built this really cool world, there's this this situation and, you know, maybe there's no water in uh, Los Angeles anymore. And wouldn't that be cool? And it's like, yes, super cool. But why do you care about that? And it's like, yeah. well, I live here and we're in the middle of a drought and it can be really scary. It's okay. Well, Well, why do you care about that? Well, because, you know, now you're going to touch on something having to do with that fear, probably what you're afraid of or what you're worried about. And if you keep digging down in the world of speculative um, fiction, you often get people who are really dealing with issues of social justice and distribution of, of assets in the world and right. who get what. And like, there's probably something, there's probably some very profound rage that sits at the bottom of that. Whereas we at the, when you started, it was like, oh, I've just got this super cool scenario that I can't get out of my head. And, right. you know, or I love speculative fiction. It's my favorite. I read it all the time. But when you get down to it, there, there's probably something that's quite personal and quite profound. And yeah. and I find that this is true. It doesn't matter what you're writing. You could be writing a middle grade fantasy about a dragon um, yeah. or, you know, a YA romance or, um, you know whatever historical fiction whatever the thing is there's usually some very personal something that's propelling that and right you know why spec fiction and not something else why why even writing and not you know why are you not baking uh, in your spare time <laughs> yeah, gardening, yeah. or gardening right it's cuz there's something that's that's driving you and and so tapping into that is just a matter of um, that relentless why until until you can't – there's nothing else, right? You can't I, go deeper.
0: I, I think what I like about that approach is that you are being much more intentional uh, about every aspect of the story and the book. I mean, getting straight on why you're writing it in the first place is, is uh, useful, um, mostly because you're going to need – those of us who have written books – know that there comes that dark night of the soul, uh, when you just want to hang it up and, and go do something else, uh, anything else, uh, sometimes, right. but when you get into the details of the story, um, asking yourself why is very useful. I, I'm going to let you talk now, but I mean, from my perspective, it's very useful because uh, the more I know about that story, the, the more intentionally I shape it. Is that kind of part of what you're going for?
1: Totally. So the word intention that you just used in my mind, this is the difference between people who really succeed and people who don't is those mm-hmm. who are really intentional and and at every single level at every single stage. And that's what the blueprint for a book book is trying to get people to do is is be conscious and intentional and aware of all of the aspects of the story. Because what happens if you're not that, and I am going to answer your question, but what happens if you're not intentional <laughs> is writers like to write. It's fun. You sit down and you pound out the words, or maybe you get into some sort of challenge, like I'm going to write X number of words a day for 30 days, or I'm going to write every day in 2022, or, you know, you get into the flow and it's, and it's it's fun. You lose yourself. The, the word craft is fun. I mean, I like nothing better than, you know, writing a beautiful sentence and spending hours crafting, crafting it. Like it's just fun. And, and um, all the, so we, it's so easy to fall into Mm -hmm. that, that you, you actually lose all of the, the, reasons why you're doing it, what you're doing, who you're doing it for, you can kind of get really lost. And so being intentional is my whole jam. It's what the blueprint is all about. It's trying to get people, it's like literally begging them on page one. I think I literally beg people just stop for two weeks, wherever you are and answer these 14 questions. And I promise you, it will save you months and months and months of time. Right. So so the intention as a, a big idea, it, I'm all about that. But on a story level, in the blueprint for a book, there's a tool called the inside outline. And the whole book drives towards the inside outline. And what the inside outline is, is precisely what you talk about. It's at every single stage, starting with the event and then you first you do events and then you do chapters and then you can do scenes but it's it's marrying the plot to the point at every single step and so what i mean by that is the plot is what happens what we see what the story is what's going on and the point is what is what is why is this scene here what's happening what is the character knowing or doing or understanding what what is the point of this scene to that protagonist and this inside outline Marries those two things together every single step, and mm-hmm. it is um, the 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 first inside outline that I ask people to do. The first step is three pages. It's really tight, and it's really you cannot do this if you're not intentional. And what's amazing about it is that it's mm-hmm. a it's a measuring tool. So you can take yeah. you can take a draft of a book, and you can do an inside outline you could instantly see here's where the story falls off a cliff because there's no yeah. point or, Oh, the point of these five scenes in a row is exactly the same. No wonder it's flat or, yeah, you know, the point at the end, the last scene doesn't actually resolve the point from the first scene. Like you can use it to measure what's there and, and to fix it. And the, the way I the reason I built this tool was actually to get people to do this work before they start to write, because it can literally save you years. If you, if you sketch it out this way, scene point, scene point, scene point, you can't go off the rails. And so I, I made it because what I was talking about before the patterns, it's terribly frustrating as a book coach People come to book coaches usually when they're desperate. Yeah. <laughs> they usually don't start there. It's usually, why can't this book sell? Why does nobody want it? Why is it getting bad ratings? Why is it falling flat? What is going on? I don't understand. You know, there's usually some frustration underneath their their motivation to get help. And there is there is never a moment when I look at something and I'm like, gee, I don't know why. <laughs> it's really baffling you know Uh, who knows it's it's usually really clear and that it's not because I'm so smart it's just because there's there's patterns it's yeah you know there they are and so what I tried to do was make a tool that you can use before you get into trouble
0: (laughs) okay I like that
1: but but I'm busy making
0: tools to get me back out of trouble so. Yeah.
1: Right? But you have to be willing to be intentional, as you said. And a lot of people don't want to do that. They're like, I just want yeah. to write, I'm going to write my way to the answer. Yeah. And you can do that. I have done that. You have probably done that. Lots of people, can, you know, it is possible to write your way to it. Answer. It's just incredibly inefficient.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I want to make sure everybody is aware if you're watching right now that, uh, and we're, we're broadcasting live on Facebook and YouTube right now, uh, feel free to ask any question you want, uh, in the comments and we will, we'll get to these and try to help you out. We've got a couple of them, uh, already popping up, but, uh, so here's one and it's kind of more aimed at probably more da- draft to digital than, than, uh, you jenny but uh you can weigh in as much as you want okay <laughs> uh so credit at, on youtube asks uh you wrote a book you're happy with what you uh you're happy with that you've got feedback on and you're ready for the next step do yep. you suggest to self-publish or go the traditional publishing way what criteria do you use to decide so it's not entirely within your uh purview of the uh blueprint for a book but this is something people do have to consider What's your perspective on it?
1: Oh, it's totally in my wheelhouse wheelhouse because book coaches help writers with this decision all day long, because what we're doing is we're saying, remember that first question of the blueprint is why, why do you want to do this? And that's going to, that's going to lead to the question of how do you want to do this? How do you want to publish this book? And so the, the, there's so, I mean, this is a, you know you could spend weeks talking about this decision but so much of it has to do with what that writer's goals are and yeah. what they want out of the experience and there's pros and cons to every method of publishing and what i always say is that publishing is i, I i'm using the word tool a lot today publishing is just a tool right it's yeah. it, it's a it's a means to an end. You want your book in reader's hands. That's what you want. And there are a lot of different ways to, to accomplish that goal. And, you know, so it's what tool do you want to use to do that? And there are pros and cons to using all the different tools. And so I think how, how I would suggest to this listener to decide is to, to really try to learn about some of those pros and cons on what matters to you. So, yeah. I mean, I can just pick one um, or two that are really easy. Let's just talk about speed. Traditional publishing is the extremely movie. slow. What? Sorry.
0: The Keanu Reeves movie. Keanu Reeves and yeah. Sandra Bullock. Don't slow down below 60. That's what you're talking about, right?
1: Speed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, speed. Sorry. Sorry. sorry, go ahead.
0: I'm sorry, go ahead.
1: Sorry.
0: took us off the rails there for a second, Sorry. <laughs>
1: Oh, it's always Kino Reeves, right? That takes you off the road. That's right. Um, Right, traditional publishing, super slow. People are sometimes shocked that you turn in a manuscript to a traditional publisher and you might not see that on the shelf for two years. It's just a very, very, very slow process. Whereas a self-publishing process is going to be extremely faster. So that's one criteria. Another very simple criteria would be the, the notion of creative control. So a traditional publisher, you are giving up a lot of creative control to a team yeah. of professionals. That's right. that's kind of what the, the gig is. Whereas with self-publishing, you're retaining your creative control. So, yeah. you know, what does that mean, creative control? It means if you have a – like I had a, a client – who had a book and she had a very specific vision for the cover and it really mattered to her. It it mattered to her so much that she made all of her decisions based upon whether or not she would have control of what that cover was going to be, which totally right. changed her path to publishing. So, yeah. um, those are just, those are just two criteria, but there's a lot of different things to consider. Um, You know, there's the money part, which you could talk about for weeks. And um, I don't know, what do you, what do you say, Kevin, is that how you think? I I think
0: uh, having, uh, now that you've answered, it occurs to me that that wasn't as, as uh, outside your scope as I first thought, because you started with, Ask why, you know, ask why you want to write this book. And that, that, that actually is where you would decide um, whether you want to traditionally publish or, or indie publish anyway. Because, mm-hmm. like you said, I mean, if you're, whatever your goals are, uh, you know, when I first started publishing, it was, I was exhausted by the traditional publishing avenues. I had had a bad experience with a, a trad pub uh, deal. And, uh, I just, you know, I wanted to start seeing my work out there and available for people uh, without having to wait for two years, you know? Um, so that was part of it. I mean, that's part of my motivation. And now, uh, it's more of a question of, um, what is it I'm trying to get out of the book? am I trying to, is this an income book, which is, or a money book as, as my friends, uh, my friend, Nick and I call it, um, you know, we have our money books and we have our, uh sort of experimental books you know we write the money yeah. book so we can write the experimental book um yeah. but or is my is the plan to get out there and have wider distribution than what i'm capable of getting uh through the self-publishing realm like or that's the wrong way to put it um it's not wide distribution it's more of tapping into a market we wouldn't normally reach as self-publishers you know with on the dime of uh the traditional publisher you can sometimes reach venues like a Barnes and Noble shelf, for example, uh, is a good, a good way. Exactly. So if those are your goals, you know, that's, that's where you aim now, just because that's your aim doesn't mean you're going to hit that. So uh, everyone needs to be aware of that. Um, So we have a, it's more of a comment than a question, but we'll let's, let's go through it. So Tom Ray also on YouTube uh, says sometimes the story won't let you find peace until it comes out. That's why I write, even if few buy the books, uh, one day, maybe after I'm gone, it might connect with someone's life. So that's his why, actually, right?
1: Well, exactly. And so it's Tom, right? So, Tom? right. So Tom, yeah, you're what you're doing right there is you're saying your your why. You have to write these books, and a lot of writers feel that way. They, it's like I describe it as it's a ghost and it's rattling chains mm-hmm. around in your brain and it won't it won't let you sleep you know this right. book idea you have to write it and in that case yeah you're not caring about getting on the shelf of barnes and noble that's not your primary concern your primary concern is is i just got to write this thing and yeah you know i don't i don't care what happens to it in my mm-hmm. lifetime maybe maybe it'll touch somebody someday that yeah. knowing your why is going to drive a lot of your decision making and and a lot of, you know, how much time or effort or energy you might invest in it, and all different kinds of things. So, I mean, I love that, and and that. Um, so, what's what's really important to know for for me what, when I'm working with the writer is if is that your goal, really, or is is you know the idea of getting it in writer's hands before you die, because people literally do talk about that. That's when they talk about their why it's, it's, it's kind of, um, uncanny how often people talk about death. So, um, that's what Tom has done here. He's, he's talking about after I'm gone, it's kind of, it's kind of very common. Well, people will say, I want to do this before I die. This is a, I do not want to be on my deathbed and say that I didn't write this book or I didn't do this thing or I didn't try. It's very, very common. And so if somebody says that to me when they're talking about their, why, you know, it's like, okay, so are you really only doing this for you or do you want to see it in people's hands before you die? So what Tom is saying here is that doesn't matter to me. If it happens after I'm gone, I'm good. I will have done it. I will have finished the thing. That's satisfying to me. Yeah. Others will say, "No, I really." The, you know, it's like an electrical loop where the spark starts with the writer, and it, it closes the loop when it gets in a reader's hands, and that's what they want to experience. You know, I once, um, I once had somebody, um, a client, in answering this question: Why I really try to push push my writers to go really deep and he wasn't going very deep. And I said, okay, look, write me a scene that happens when your book is finished. What, what is it? What happens in the world when you have a finished book? I want to see what that looks like. What's that vision for you? And he wrote this incredibly specific, powerful, beautiful scene where he was, this was a nonfiction book. He was speaking at a conference and a young a woman came up to him afterwards and waited for the crowd to clear and, and came up and said, I just want you to know that your book has changed my life. And, yeah, you know, he had this really specific scenario where people had gathered to hear what he had to say. And some specific person had been moved by what, what he had to say. And it was like, okay, that tells us so much information, yeah. right? Yeah. You, you want to write a book that is going to bring a crowd you want to write a book that's going to touch somebody's heart in that way you want to see it happen before you die like yeah. like that's what i mean by getting getting a little deeper so um
0: well yeah. you know the interesting part about that is first of all i love the idea of of sort of writing that scene i think that's a a, a great exercise Uh, because you can use, there are practical uses for that, uh, which include the marketing. Totally. Because if you would picture yourself standing in front of a crowd at a conference and you're talking to them about your subject matter uh, on which you are now, you know, a credentialed expert, right? Um, That, that right there can alert you to who your audience is uh, so that you know how to target marketing going forward. So if your goal is to make money from writing, uh, information like that is very handy. So, um, yeah, that's a great exercise. So, okay. We figured out our why. Yeah. Uh, what, you know, what are some next steps that authors need to be aware of when it comes to the, the writing and shaping of their, what's, I don't want to, I don't want to have to reveal your whole blueprint because people should buy the book, but, uh, <laughs> where do we go after why? So after
1: why we go to what's your point and, What's your point is um, one of my favorite. I'm gonna say that about every one of the 14 steps that it's my favorite. But um, what's your point is is one of my favorites, and it's the thing that I probably say more often than anything else. What's your point? What's your point? What's your point? Yeah. Because it goes to that thing we were talking about before that people just write and they're like, yeah, it's just this cool story about there's no water in LA, and and it's like, okay, but what's your point? You you have something you want to say, you have an argument, you're up on a soapbox, you have our attention, you're writing this story. What, what do you want us to know? What do you want us to take away? What do you want us to believe or feel when we're finished? You know, that, um, you know, that feeling when you've read a book, and it just blows your mind, and you feel like, man, that author just really knew me. I felt like they were looking over my shoulder and that it's such a satisfying feeling as a reader to be immersed in a novel like that or a book like that. And you don't write a book like that. If you don't know what you want that reader to, to feel or to take away, it's, it's knowing what target you're after. And so the what's your point it's the same thing that happens with the why is usually people start out with with a um a bumper sticker something like
0: right
1: well it's better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all that's like yes yes it is and there yes. are you know a million books with that point and that's a great place to start and um And then you can be more specific and narrow it down and push it further. And, but really knowing like, this is what I want my book to make people feel just to, to really understand that and, um, and to define that and to, to write it down and to put it on a post-it note. And like, this is what I'm, this is what I'm writing toward. And what we were talking about earlier, if you don't do that, odds are good that you don't really end up anywhere. Yeah. True. Yeah. Mushy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I get all my bumper stickers from Tennyson. Um so <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh yeah, you're right. That's the you it's kind of interesting. You could you uh, you've called this the blueprint of uh of a book. Uh I guess that's you know the why is sort of the foundation, the the uh what was the second one it was it was what's your point what's your point i was going to say so what but it's not that sounds more cynical but oh no it's, i
1: love so what i usually put form it as um and so and,
0: and so. so like yeah people... you're that you're that person i want to strangle in casual conversation um <laughs> yeah <laughs> but that would be those would be like the studs of the walls as i i'm very uh honed in on um or honed in rather on uh house metaphors right now cuz we're building our house.
1: Oh, uh, see? So I
0: just want to see it finished. <laughs>
1: okay, so here's here's what's interesting. I yeah. um had the privilege of renovating a house quite some time ago now though. I yeah. think and loved it. And I and I didn't know anything about it, but I I loved it cuz it was a very familiar process to me mm-hmm. and it was actually one of the the things that really got my thinking in place about writing because same you know exactly what i'm talking about it's like there's a moment in the in the building of a a house where all this time is passing and all they're doing is the electrical and the plumbing like nothing nothing's happening that looks interesting
0: right
1: and yes walking (laughs) around just storming around like what are they doing all day long? This is like ridiculous. Weeks are going by. And and my husband would be like, electrical and plumbing so that everything works. And I was like, yes. I want to pick the paint color. I want to like get the tiles <laughs> in the kitchen. And right. it, you know, it was like, you can't. And it doesn't work like that. There is a very clear process, right? Yeah. You don't yeah. do the electrical and plumbing after you paint the wall. You just right. don't. And so that idea for me really helped me codify some of my thinking about writing because that's what people do. The equivalent is look at my beautiful sentences and it's like, that's great, but your electrical and plumbing is not functioning.
0: Right. (laughs) Right? They're they're putting up paint, but there's no walls. (laughs) Totally. Or,
1: or so like what the blueprint is about is like, where should the front door be where should we enter this building where should the walk from the street be should it be on the left or the right or the center is there a porch is there a you know is there a back door do we take the groceries in the side door do we take them in the front door like how is this going to function that's precisely why i call this blueprint for a book because you've got to ask those same questions of your story just the simple question of Um, Who is telling this tale? That's one of the the 14 steps in the fiction blueprint. Who is telling this tale? And why have you made that choice? And most people are like, I don't know, it's just this dude and and there's no water in L.A. and I'm telling the story and it's like, okay, but why him? And is it his story to tell? And will he be in all the critical scenes? You know, should it be first person? Should it be third person? Just even asking those questions and, yeah, and yeah. if you know them, you can be like, boom, 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 boom. And it's like, great. Okay. You know that. That's set. That's where the front door is going to be. There's no and, other choice. Right.
0: And I will tell you, even when you've been at this for a while, I mean, I'm like 60 books in and I still make mistakes. Like I've written like two thirds of a book that I realized should have been written in, in first person instead of third person. So don't you
1: wish you could have known that before you wrote it?
0: W- if only there was some sort of book or coaching service. <laughs> Um, now that's a rare instance for me. I'm just going to put that out there I mean, normally, but, uh, but it happens, right? So yeah, having, having a guide and having something to walk you through, it's like a meditation on, uh, on the production of your book.
1: So, totally.
0: That's good. Um, okay. Well, uh, so as, uh, we're kind of getting close to, to wrapping up, um, what do you need us to know about your, uh, your business? Because, you know, I've looked into Author Accelerator a little bit and, you know, we've talked before. Um, how does, now, the Author Accelerator is the, this is aimed at helping you become a book coach, but I, I'm guessing, based on this conversation, that if you just wanted to have a, so, a more solid foundation uh, in writing your own books, this would probably be as helpful for that as well, Right.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. So our business is about training and certifying book coaches. And and we have a community of support for book coaches, but we have writers coming to us all the time to seek the services of a book coach. And we don't employ the book coaches, but we have a matching service we where we will match people with coaches. And we do that by hand. It's a person. It's a totally artisanal Thing that we do. It's not a, it's not a marketplace where, you know, here's all the people and you writer pick the yeah. writer comes to us and says, this is my problem. This is where I'm stuck. This is what I'm writing. This is what my topic is about. This is the kind of, kind of help. I think I need some yeah. people are really looking for some tough love and other people are saying, this is my first book. I'm really nervous. I'd like somebody really patient and gentle, um, you know, and depending on the topic with 94 book coaches, we've, we've got somebody that's that works in your genre and knows what you're writing about. If you have a specific thing that you want that support Mm -hmm. around. So we will, we will match the, the writer with the coach and, now that we have almost a hundred coaches, we're starting to do writing writer facing events where you have the opportunity to to get coaching. You know, our our brand is all about one on one support, and one on one support is well. There's a few things to say about it. It's very rare in the writing world. Um, usually, you can get support. You can take a course. You can. Um, go to a conference. you know there's there's ways to get um, group group support or the workshop right. model. but we're about one-on one support. and then the second thing to say about that is that one-on one support is not cheap. it It can't be cheap because it's customized to you. So right. those are two realities to think about. And you know for some people that that model is not not for them, but yeah. um, I, happen to believe that it's the best way if you're stuck, if you need to learn something, if you can't get over the I mean, if you're not like Kevin and you can't crank out 60 books, you know, and you're and you need um you need support that what I always tell people is if you have a little bit of money to spend and you have to make a choice, get one-on-one help at the very start of your project even for a tiny bit of time, that's going to make such a big difference.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I think the moral of that is beware cheap book coaches. Um, (laughs) Last question. We got one final question slipped in under the wire. This is Tom Reese coming in from Facebook. Uh, Is it Tom or Thom? I never know. I, I always assume it's got to oh, be. Tom.
1: that must be Tom.
0: Tom Reese. Yeah, uh, Tom Reese. So Tom Reese is asking, uh, does Jenny work on nonfiction books? And I'm assuming he means Jenny and or your your bevy of services.
1: Um- Yes, I do. In fact, um, nonfiction book proposals is my particular specialty as a book coach. I happen to have had um, a fiction writer on the New York Times bestseller list last year, and I had a nonfiction writer on the Wall Street Journal bestseller list last year. So that was kind of a crazy, a crazy reality. But nonfiction books are my specific um, specialty. And in fact, I don't think it's too late, but, um, I am, I am running a a program this week. If, um, Tom wants to reach out to me, it's, it's a free program on nonfiction book proposals. I can give him the info. I don't want to take up our airtime doing that, but, um, I absolutely do. And we, um, we began certifying fiction coaches at author accelerator first, and we started certifying nonfiction coaches, Last year, usually takes people about nine months to get certified. It's quite rigorous. Um, But we have now about 12 certified nonfiction coaches. And that program is growing enormously. And it is hard to get certified in nonfiction. We really put people through the ringer. And they're really good at what they do. And uh, we would be delighted to, to help you. So that was a yes.
0: Good. All right. Uh, that said, you you brought this up. I want to make sure people know that they can find you. It and now, you correct me if I'm wrong. Authoraccelerator.com. That's right. That's it. Uh, so for those of you listening, everyone watching gets to see a nifty uh, little uh, graphic on screen. But if you're just uh, listening, tuning into the podcast, it's authoraccelerator.com. Uh, if you don't know how to spell that, um, you may be in the wrong business. Uh, you know, I've, <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, I'm kidding. So I'm dropping this into the chat for everyone who is uh, watching live. You can um, actually—I thought it'd be clickable, but you'll probably have to cut and paste or copy and paste that. So check that out. Uh, Jenny, anything else you want to throw in right as we close here? Um,
1: I would like to invite people to go check out my book, Blueprint for a Book. It's on Amazon. Probably something I
0: should have said. Yes.
1: (laughs) Find it at JennyNash.com. <laughs> it's an Amazon bestseller in all its categories, which is really fun. I think it is a, a, a great little tool for starting. If you're starting a book or if you're stuck, <clears throat> Blueprint for a Book is probably going to be helpful.
0: Excellent. Okay. Well, that said, make sure you check that out, uh, Blueprint for a Book. Um, I'm sure she's got a Books to Read link, Universal Book link for that somewhere. I do. Uh, (laughs) But uh, JennyNash.com, you said. They can go there.
1: Yes, it's J-E-N-N-I-E-N-A-S-H. Yeah,
0: very important. And you can find the spelling of her name in the title of this episode, too, if you're you're feeling a little lost. Uh, But that said, we're going to go ahead and wrap up. We thank you so much for being. Thank you first, Jenny, for being a part of the show. Uh, Everyone else, thank thank you you for being a part of the show and tuning in. Uh, make sure you are bookmarking d 2 so that you know when things like this are going live. We're actually looking to amp up um, the amount of content we're producing here uh, over the next year. So 2022 is kind of the year of uh, of draft to digital live content, I'm hoping. So uh, support us in that by going to bookmarking d2dlive.com. And uh, if you're out there anyway, you might as well support us and subscribe to us. On all the various places, go to YouTube.com slash digital Facebook.com slash digital And we're now on TikTok, um, which I bizarrely do. I do not understand TikTok in any way whatsoever, uh, but we're going to dominate it. So with your help. So if you go to DDD.tips slash TikTok, you can join us there. Uh, we, we promise there will be no twerking from Kevin. So uh, <laughs> that's going to do it. For this, uh, this round, Jenny, Thanks again. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being on. Everyone else, we'll see you all in the next live broadcast or in the next episode of Self-Publishing Insiders with draft to digital That's it for this week's Self-Publishing Insiders with draft to digital Be sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts and share the show with your will-be author friends. And start, build, and grow your own self-publishing career right now at draft